Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to Food for Thought, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. So before we get started, don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now, this one is dedicated especially to all the UK listeners out there. There's so many people listening, especially in London. I have so many listeners out in London. And I'll be honest with you, The Crown just came out. Uh, season five on Netflix, and I have been interested into it. I'm not gonna lie; it's an amazing show. And you know, they asked one of the princes one time, "What exactly do you think in regards to the crown?" And he said, "It's loosely based on the truth." Now, I've watched a lot of documentaries, and I don't know exactly how much is true, so I don't want to comment on none of those things because I'm not there and I don't know how everything happened, but. I do want to say this. Queen Elizabeth did one thing right. And this I am sure of. The fact that she made a vow and kept that vow. And to me, that means everything. Because especially in a day where many people make promises and don't commit to those promises. And if we lived in an age where people were to fulfill the promises that they keep, especially in politics, then how much better would our society be? And if they fulfilled the promises that they keep, they would be cautious as to the words that they spoke before they went up to go do speeches in politics. So for me, this is very big. Uh, She made a vow and she kept that vow. She made a promise to be able that she was going to stick it out with her husband through the good times to the bad, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health. And she did. Many people might say, you know, that relationship was crazy. There was a lot of messed up things that happened. Yes, that's true. But then that happens all the time. But aren't we all flawed human beings? Now, I'm not saying that this is permission to be able to go out and screw things up. But we, we give the possibility of forgiveness. We give them the chance to be a human being that we, f- we screw up, we make mistakes, and we get back up. Now, this is one reason why I think the UK has such a big plus over many different countries. And I think there's been a lot of prosperity. And in some sense, it's scary because it looks like there's some possibilities of a downhill coming for a lot of countries that have history and a lot of conservative uh conservative views and and everybody who's out in the uk be cautious because america uk and certain other countries follow a lot what these countries do and i think it's so important that we begin to live our lives in the ways that we can set examples we have to stop looking at the government and saying fix my problems. Because if the government were to fix our problems, we have thousands of laws, people. Stop to think about this for two seconds. We have thousands and thousands of laws. If the laws could fix our problems, like the Bible says, well, then the law of Moses would have been enough. The 10 commandments would have been enough to fix all of our problems. If we just followed the 10 commandments, I mean, truly we would be 10 times better human beings, but the law doesn't fix the impulse, right? the passionate side of the human being. There's still flesh. We still have certain desires inside of us. So it's not so much 
that we need to run around making laws because they protect us. Because that's what we do when we go to the government. When you go to the government and you want them to make a law, what you're asking is for them to protect you. Okay? And I'm not saying that these laws are bad. Okay? So don't misconstrue them and say, well, Juan, you're saying that we shouldn't have laws against bullies? No. What I'm saying is stop pointing up at the government and point at yourself. Because behind you exists children. And you're teaching your children to make the government fix your problems versus us fixing our own problems, therefore teaching our children to fix their own problems also. If you wait around to, be getting, to get a handout, the problem will never be fixed. So why do I say this? I say this because UK and America have a history Especially the UK has made so many mistakes, but they have a long running history of mistakes. And you think to yourself, okay, well, Juan, for all you in UK, well, Juan, you're saying that America hasn't made screw ups. You're saying that London hasn't made screw ups. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that the fact that there is a lot of mistakes gives you history to show where you shouldn't go wrong again. Now, America doesn't have that history. We have London's history. And in some ways, there is a connection there because, you know, the history of America does come from Europe. But it's very important in this because we've lost some sense of this, of chivalry. I had explained that I was going to talk about this a little bit. And there, there is much importance of, in us being patient and being proper. And UK does kind of have this, especially the older generations. I don't know so much about the younger generations, both in America and in the UK. But at least, you know, from 30 and up, the average person does have some respect and some properness. I think, remember, properness in some sense represents the order in our lives. So I think the fact that people speak properly and hold their tongue before they speak and they try to think about what they say before they say it, it helps them. And I think our society is a lot better if we were to be a little bit more proper. It's, it's not so much about not being honest. I think being honest is okay. But I think being carefully honest, think about the words that you say before you say them. Being proper does not mean keep your mouth shut and just deal with it and bend backwards. But a lot of people will listen more carefully and respect you for the things that you say if you say them in a proper way and you conduct yourself like a man. Let me give you an example. I had a client that came in to the barbershop. Now, the young man kept kind of slouching over. Maybe he was tired. I don't know exactly what it could have been, but the man kept slouching. And as he kept slouching, I kept telling him, hey, listen, can you just... uh sit more proper can you sit up straight i told him once i told him the second time i finally told him the third time and after the third time he got mad and he said listen uh, i'm gonna drop the f-bomb but I'm, i want you to put your i want you to put yourself into the story the same way that i i received it so for all you parents who are listening with your children around i'm, I'm gonna drop some curse words but I, I want you to understand the context of how it's being said so the young man looks at me and he says Okay, he goes, listen, he goes, if you don't want to cut my fucking hair, he said, well, then just 
tell me and I, I'll go to someone else and they'll cut my fucking hair. And I'm like, listen, honestly, I'm, I want to cut your hair, but I want to do the best job possible, especially when you're doing the lines and you're doing the edge ups, the edge up on young men. You want them to sit up straight because if not the edge up and the lines come out crooked. So I explained that to him. He goes, listen, he goes, maybe your chair is crooked. He goes, you need to fix your chair. He goes, just shut the fuck up and cut my fucking hair. And I thought to myself, right, right there at that moment, I thought to myself, what do I do? Do I, do I curse this man out? Because impulsively, what I wanted to do, right, our desire immediately is to just curse the person out and yell at them. So I thought to myself, how do I handle this in a way? Because sometimes you think, if, if I stay quiet and I shut my mouth, I walk out like the loser. I look like the little girl. I look like the weak link in the chain. But that's not the case. I stopped and I'm like, God, help me to say the right words to this young man. How do I help him and also help myself and also not look weak at the same time, but find a way to correct him that he'll accept the correction because you don't want to walk around just yelling at people things that are true, but that they're not going to accept it. So what's the point of you yelling all that stuff? And in turn, they didn't accept it. They didn't get better. You didn't get anything out of it. It's a lose-lose situation. So what I said was, how do I say this to this young man? I stayed quiet. I cut his hair. I finished the haircut. After he told me anything at all that, I didn't say anything. And I finished the haircut. And he goes to pay me. And I tell him, no, I don't want your money. I said, I want to show you. I want to tell you that what you did was wrong. I said, the f- how you conduct yourself as a man in this barbershop with my workers and with myself is important. I can't have you walking around screaming like this. I said, how you conduct yourself means so much more than the money that you're about to give me. So to show you that to be a gentleman and to act like a gentleman in public means more to me than your money. I'm not going to charge you for this haircut. And he wanted to give me the money. And I said, no, I don't want your money. I want you to act like a gentleman in life and in this barbershop. I said, I don't want your money. And he left. And he later on came back and said sorry and felt bad for everything that he had done. But it helped. But somehow we have this dumb, dumb mentality that if you stay quiet, you look weak. And at the moment you feel like that. This is why it's very important that we learn to control and we stop and we're patient because patience allows you to think about things thoroughly before making a a decision. When you act with haste and you're impulsive, you make terrible decisions. And sometimes we think, well, if I do this, I look weak. You don't look weak. It's important to be honest. And people say, well, I'm an honest human being. No, if you're rude and you're honest, that's just, and you say, well, I'm honest. What do you want me to do? And you coat yourself with this honesty, quote unquote, my two fingers. I have them up doing the quote unquote. There's nobody around me, but I'm still doing the two fingers. But you coat yourself with this, I'm honest. And then you excuse why you act like a piece of garbage. Be proper. Act properly. Act like a gentleman. 
not only that, you'll gain the respect of others. And you know what? Queen Elizabeth passed away. And her son now is going to begin to be in charge of the monarchy. And in the first episode of Netflix on the crown, you know, they spoke about Queen Victoria and I looked it up and it's true. Queen Victoria never wanted her son to kind of take charge or to step. She didn't want to step down because her son was really kind of crazy and in many ways he was. But Queen Victoria was patient. She was very smart in how she handled decisions. Was she the greatest? No. I don't think any human being is great. But I'm speaking about the good qualities. And the same thing happens now with Queen Elizabeth. She was the longest reigning monarch. And many times they kind of wanted her to step down. Is she too old? Is she this? Is she that? So that her son could take over and become the king. And this is very interesting because... Her son, in some sense, I think this speaks a lot about the character of a human being, you know, switched in why, I don't know, but made a promise to be married till death. And he didn't fulfill that promise. And many people say, well, the way Princess Diana was or Princess Diana was this or that. I don't know how Princess Diana was. By by the outside, it looks like it was good. There's speculations that... She was bipolar. There were speculations of other things that were happening. I don't know. But the same thing happened in the life of Queen Elizabeth. And she stuck it out. And they both died fulfilling the promises that they made. Now, if you make a promise and you cannot keep the promise, you're just a child that doesn't think about the things that you say before you do them. And I think what would have been better off would have been for the son to have been cautious about making the promises. And I think this is a society that we're living in today. People want to get married because it's just beautiful. The wedding, all attention is on you. There's so much more to a promise. Our society works best and we run at the peak. Like we're like a machine and our Peak is always when we live in monogamous relationships. Because the truth be told is polygamy, it doesn't work. I mean, everyone that you speak to and you hear all these stories, I mean, they're terrible, terrible stories. But you see this, a father needs to be around for his child. And if a father is running around from house to house to house to house every week, if he has seven wives, five wives, and the child only gets to see the see his father once a week because the father has to split his time between each wife well studies have shown that young males that do not have their father around lack moral character and they are more likely to go to jail and also they are more likely to live to die at a younger age so i mean it's important that we live in monogamous relationships Because then a mother and a father both make a commitment. And some people say, well, you know, every time people make commitment, every time I get married, that's when the, you know, relationships breaks. Every time that a relationship, they commit themselves or get married, that's when everything goes wrong. And it's like, you know why everything goes wrong? 
It goes wrong because your parents raised you to be a spoiled brat and to not confront the sufferings of life and to not be corrected. And you do not like to be corrected or we don't like to be corrected. But you have to learn to contend with those feelings of being corrected. And when you get married, you make a commitment. And because in some sense, subconsciously, you feel committed. You feel like the other person is going to stay with you now forever you're more likely to be honest. But when you don't make a commitment to somebody, you always feel like they're always a po- there's always a possibility that they can be lost, right? That they'll walk away from you and leave you for life. So because you're always walking on eggshells, right? Just like a boyfriend and girlfriend, when the boy's trying to get the girl, he's always careful with what he says because he knows he could lose her at any moment. The same thing happens when you don't commit yourself. And if you don't commit yourself, the relationship is bound to be based on lies and, and, and you know, truth's not being told. And then you always hold back resentment because you're never actually speaking the complete truth. So then you leave, the person leaves chips out and you just deal with it. But really, it's not the chips. It's so much greater than that. There's some other deeper problem behind it. But they're so scared to say something because, you know, oh, she might leave me. She might walk away. But when two people are committed to each other, you're more likely to be honest. And the reason why people, after they get married, they get divorced sooner is because they become more honest with each other. And when you become more honest and you're more open as to who you are, what begins to happen? Well, the truth starts to come out. And the truth is we're not perfect people. And they start to expose that within each other. And because mom and dad never taught them to accept the truth and to accept correction, it makes it hard on them. And because they never saw the benefit or the importance or their parents never spoke to them of the importance of people being honest with them and accepting those corrections, they never saw the benefit of going through that sacrifice of contending with those feelings when somebody tells you the truth. That you need to comb your hair that you need to go get a job or you need to grow up or you need to stop talking like this or you need to be who knows what. So we enter into relationships where they're committed and now what happens? The truth begins to come out and they don't like it so they get divorced. So people say, I'd rather just not make a commitment and then our relationship always will be together. That's not true. What you're asking is never to grow up. That's really what you want. You want to continue to play your video games. You want to continue getting high. You want to continue being lazy. You want to continue being the piece of garbage that you are. That's the truth. We're all, we're all mistakes, right? We're all, we, we, well, we're not in a mistake, but we're all, what's the word I'm looking for? We're all flawed human beings. And the only way for us to continue to evolutionize within ourselves, within our spirit, our mind, and our hearts is that the truth may be told to us. So you say to yourself, nope, no commitment. I don't want no commitment. So I think the fact that Queen Elizabeth committed herself and fulfilled that commitment all the way till the end, much props. UK, do not allow yourselves to be taken by the wind. 
Do not allow yourselves to take this new age and say, I can get divorced whenever I want. The fact that you want to get divorced just shows that you never thought about the decision that you made before you made it. It shows that you never got to know the young boy or the young girl when you made a commitment to them. Here and there, you might have some situations where they are rare, but you have some situations where the couple realized that they were hiding something and then, you know, they were psychopaths or who knows what, or they had bipolar issues or or, uh, schizophrenia. Here and there, you have those situations, but overall, do not let yourselves be guided by the wind. There's a law that now you can get divorced without the fault game, right? So usually when you get divorced, there always has to be the blame game. Like, all right, well, whose fault was it that this divorce is happening? And they would explain the reason why they were getting divorced. And then that's the only way that the divorce could happen. So in UK, now it's, there's no blame game, no fault divorce. It's as long as they both consent to it, that's it, the divorce can happen. Well, I say this to you. I don't think the laws matter either way. I don't think whether it's no blame or blame or how you get divorced. The fact that this law now is gaining so much popularity. I want all the people in UK to listen to me very closely on this one. There's a a big destruction that's happening in our society. It's not good to walk around. You know, if, if you get to know a girl... And you have sex with her before marriage. You're putting the cart before the horse. You're using a crystal ball to hammer in a nail, right? It's, it's so important because when you are going to marry somebody and you want to make a commitment to them for the rest of your lives, that you interlock each other to become one unified human being, so that you can think as one, okay? It's so important that you get to know the flaws that this human being has. Are they lazy? Do they have good moral ethics? You begin to watch every little thing that they do. And if you're having sex with them before marriage, what you do is in some ways you trick yourself into liking them for their flaws. Because every time that you have an orgasm with this human being, you, you, you trick your brain into liking them. So I think it's very important that we don't, we don't have sex before marriage and that you make these commitments to each other. The UK and America, I believe, are big pioneers for the world as to how we live in some sense. In the UK... Be the generation, the younger generations that are listening to this podcast or the older generations that are going through difficulties that you want to get divorced or maybe you're married and you have children and you're having problems in your relationship. Learn to contend with these problems. Learn to confront the suffering because only, you know, in Christianity, we believe that that when you get baptized, the old man dies and a new man arises. And the truth is, is that this old man, the human beings that we are right now is is not the perfect person. So if you're in a relationship, allow your wife to correct you or your husband to correct you. 
and, and drown that old man in some sense and allow a new man to arise, allow a greater man to arise. You know, in the book of Genesis, it says that the woman is there to help man. Well, men accept the help of the woman. She tells you that you're lazy, that you're not working hard enough, that you don't do the dishes, that you don't do the laundry, you don't help out with the kids. Well, accept the correction and become a better man. Because this is such a major thing that's going to help the generations behind us to continue to grow, to be better. It's, it's crucial, I believe. And I think that if we all begin to work on this and stop blaming, stop blaming politics and the government for our problems and wanting them to solve our problems, don't wait for this. Don't look at these political people to help you. I just did a podcast on, you know, the history of, in politics and, and how things were in America. And the same thing goes for UK and America. I mean, I, 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 just, lost a mass, I, I just lost a massive amount of listeners in Massachusetts. And I hope the people in Massachusetts are listening. They were one of the biggest and they were a full-blown Democrat state. And I think it wasn't in favor to them, but it's the truth. And I believe that we should die for the truth. And what is the ultimate truth? The ultimate truth and the foundation of all truth and the beginning of all existence, I believe, is God exists. And I will die defending that. So to UK, chin up, pinkies up, keep it proper. I think that there's so much history, rich history in the UK, whether it's flawed or non-flawed. If there's a lot of flaws, even better for you because you can learn from those mistakes. That means the generations before you already made the mistakes and you can learn from them and make better decisions. The same thing with America. We made a lot of mistakes here in America, but we can learn from those mistakes to not make the same mistakes again and again and again and again. So this is so important that we become the generation that helps the generation behind us to be better. So until then, God bless.